This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. We've got a preseason to finish first, and that's going to happen Saturday at Soldier Field with the Buffalo Bills coming to town. Earlier Thursday, it was announced that the Buffalo Bills would be playing their starters to start that game on Saturday at Soldier Field. On Thursday afternoon, Matt Eberflus made it clear that he was going to be playing his healthy starters some on Saturday afternoon. That's just it's whoever else can be healthy on offense. It's whoever can be healthy on defense. So in terms of a a, a 22 starter Appearance. I think we're we're, uh, we're we're probably waiting until September for that. But at least we get one more look at the starting quarterback and the guys he's got around him. What was your initial reaction to getting that news? So I think that it's great that at the very least Justin Fields is going to be playing. There's like I think there's a little concern. I know we'll get into it a little bit about him playing behind what's going to be maybe two of the starting offensive linemen, and we're not. Right. I guess we'll see you on Saturday because they're being pretty pretty low-key about injuries still but I, I think it's good that the starters are going to be playing like I I understood the reason why they didn't play in the second preseason game against the Colts like I got their reasoning and I think that we all just specifically on Justin Fields we all need to see him I think just for our own sanity see more of him and not say okay he only got what was it seven total plays in the first preseason game and offense looks great but he didn't have to do much so it's like let's him out there and and have him throw down field a little bit more and and hopefully whatever is remaining of their offensive line is able to hold up i know that you know Cole Komet is is back so that at least they'll have him back supposedly and and you know also i mean even even defensively getting some of the starters out there you know and seeing jalen johnson again uh, tyreek stevenson probably would have played regardless but i think it's good that the starters are going to be out there and playing. It would have been weird if they weren't considering the bit, the, the Bills starters are. And I, yeah. I don't think that, I don't think either team, I know that Eberflus talked about this, like the idea of, do you guys communicate about that? He said that in this case they didn't, but I, it would be weird for one team to have their starters and the other team to not. Well, and, and certainly if you're going to, take that risk you're going to want to have it done for a purpose and getting some of those full speed full contact game reps in live action against a, another established defense is a way to just kind of measure your progress give you an idea of what you need to work on heading into the regular season and just give your guys who are healthy enough to play uh, a little bit of that acclimation that they won't then have to sift through on september 10th when the packers come to town there's a couple things that i think about when, when this decision is made number one i just think that for where this offense is for where this quarterback is just getting every little experience to matter is a big deal. And so this is an opportunity Saturday to get whether it's 15 snaps, whether it's two drives, three drives, whether they play all the way to halftime, we'll see. But I think that experience matters. You pointed it out. Justin played seven snaps against the Titans. He threw three passes all behind the line of scrimmage. We want to see what it looks like from within the pocket. We want to see the processing speed. We want to see how quickly he's making decisions. Uh, And you'll get a little bit of a, a snapshot of that. On Saturday, 2019 always comes to my head because the Bears didn't play anyone notably during the regular season. And even as they were doing that, I remember having conversations with Rich Campbell about the scope of their opener. 
Now, look, 2019 was a different animal. It was the NFL's 100th season. Uh, the Bears were Super Bowl hopefuls at that point, legitimately, and they were getting ready to play a primetime game that was the you know curtain-up game for the entire league. So there's a totally different stage there. And so in 2019, you kind of said to yourself, man, like – um, this isn't opening on a Sunday afternoon against the Arizona Cardinals. This is this is the, this is the stage, and if, if if you lay an egg on the stage, that could have a dangerous ripple effect for the confidence, for the way you're perceived, for the pressure that was inside the building. And I think that kind of bared itself out. The Bears were terrible that night offensively. Lost oh. that game ten to three. One of the weirdest parts of that season was that they came back and won their next three games, and they were three and one before eventually it all unraveled again. But I do think that there was kind of a uh, intense letdown with the buildup to that game and then what it was performance-wise that they never truly got past. So I bring that up because the Bears are opening again this year against the Green Bay Packers. It's not the Thursday night NFL league opener. It's not even a primetime game, but it is, it is a 325, um, you know, bigger stage game that a lot of people will be watching to see where you're at. And so I do think it is beneficial to go into that game with some form of momentum, with a little bit more experience and not have had your only, uh, you know, live game experience have been a month prior in a seven snap cameo against the Titans. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. And I'm glad you brought up that 2019 season as much. As I don't like to think about it as a fan all that much because of the disaster it ended up being. I remember when they were, when they said that year or going into the preseason, when, when Matt Nagy said that they're not going to play the starters in the preseason, I remember thinking, and I they did the same thing in 2018 too, right? It, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure they did the same thing in 2018. Um, I can't recall what that what that lead up was. That was Matt's first year, and I don't remember yeah. what the preseason log I, was. I, well, so it's irrelevant to the. I was just trying to remember it on the on the top of my head, but I I remember at the time saying I'm cool with this because what's the, what's the preseason really really matter? And then in retrospect, <laughs> learning like oh okay, these games really do mean something for especially a young quarterback to play in. And especially when you're, yeah, as you were saying, when you're playing a division opponent to kick things off, like you can't, we don't want them. Nobody wants them to come out and lay an egg against the Packers again. They've lost, I think it's eight games in a row to the Packers. They've got to be ready. And the Packers defense, they underperformed a little bit last year, but they've got some real players out there. You have to get Justin Fields, especially out there against what is, you know, a, an actual real defense in the Buffalo Bills who at least will have their starters out there for a few series and, and get him that kind of rep. And like you said, if he went in there to that game against the Packers with just those seven snaps where he didn't really have to do anything uh, in the first preseason game, I think that we would all be worried about how they would look, even if it's just the knee jerk response from what happened in 2019. No, there's no question. And so it'll be interesting to see how long um, they decide to to play the starters. Matt Eberflus said that meeting would be occurring uh, later on Thursday afternoon into the evening as they kind of formulate the, the, the snap count range that they want for the guys that they are going to play. We talked about the offensive line. We know Tevin Jenkins isn't going to play. He's probably going to be out into October, if not longer. We can assume that Darnell Wright is not going to play. He uh, injured his ankle earlier this week and has missed the last two practices. I think it would uh, be easy to say that they're going to err on the side of caution there. Cody Whitehair has been dealing with a hand issue. I think he will be ready to go on Saturday. You've got Braxton Jones, who's 
clearly now the Iron Man of this offensive line. <laughs> he doesn't miss time. I'm knocking on wood over here because clearly he has found a formula that no one else in that room has been able to find over the last two years. Um, and so you're not, now you're mixing and matching pieces. And, and so Nate Davis is the other guy who's like availability is so hard to figure out at this point. He's been in and out of training camp for the past month, mostly out. And you would love for him to get some game speed action uh, with Justin Fields behind him before you get to the, to the starting gate. But some of this is now, okay, as you mentioned at the start, what does this offensive line look like? How much can you trust it? And how long are you willing to trust it to hold up on a Saturday in August, knowing what's at stake if, if something you know catastrophic were to happen behind it? All right, and I wish that we could answer more of that right here and now before the game, but because they're so – unwilling to talk about injuries at this time of year. I don't think I have no idea. It's I, I like to think that Nate Davis is going to play just because maybe they pushed him onto the field and because he has been off and on, like you were saying at practice, the, the, you know, the last week or so, but like you got to get him out there. And if anything, you got to say to Nate Davis, like if you're healthy enough, you got to go because we need you to protect the quarterback. Right. 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 And we paid you we paid you in March and we gave you a deal and it, it, like it's go time now, right? Like yeah, it is go time right now. I always refer to uh Monday as the start of week zero, you know, mm-hmm. and when, when you hit week zero, you better you better start accelerating down that on ramp. You know, this isn't like break, 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 no, let's go. It's time it's time to get moving. And I think this is kind of a precursor to that. And yeah, and I think that I hopefully they hopefully Nate Davis at the least is out there. And in that case, at least you have three of your five starting linemen out there. And I know that Iberfus was saying that by by the start of the regular season, like if this, I kind of am getting the feeling with Darnell Wright, like if this was a regular season game, he'd probably be out there by Sunday, right? So I'm not that worried about his availability. It'd be nice to get a rookie like him, yeah, a little more time, more yeah. reps. But like I, I get it, you're not going to risk it at, at this point. So you know, at the very least, like maybe we get three of the five starting linemen. I hope it's more than two. Like, like you said, we're confident that Whitehair and, and Braxton Jones are going to be out there. It's would make, I think everyone feel a lot more comfortable if Justin has three of his five starting linemen out there instead of just two. And I, I, I guess, like like I said, well, it just remains to be seen. So we'll, we'll all find out together. Yeah, so so Chase Claypool remains out with his hamstring issue. Valus Jones Jr. still not practicing. Dante Pettis has been out since the game against the Colts on Saturday. The receiving core banged up as well. And so now now you're you're kind of playing that mix and match game as well. Two pieces of good news from the week. Cole Komet, who left Wednesday's practice on a cart, but not with any sort of leg injury, uh, seemed to have suffered something from the neck up, was back at practice, fully cleared, fully participating, and Matty Bufloos said he's all squared away, so there's nothing to worry about there. That's a huge sigh of relief, obviously, for this yeah, offense. And then Tremaine, Tremaine Edmonds, the the prize free agent signing uh, on the defense in March, has been back on the practice field the last couple days, uh, still ramping up, still going through uh, some of the individual periods and trying to get himself back toward 11-11 work. I would doubt we see him on Saturday, but who knows? Maybe they, they they turn him loose for a few snaps just so he can get some of that that game speed. But that's certainly good news with, with two of their core starters having positive news on the health front. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, especially the Cole Komet one. When it, I know that I was I was texting you on Wednesday. I'm like, what is going on here? And and so that's great that Cole Komet was, was back out. And I wasn't – I was less worried when I heard the circumstances 
circumstances of how he left. Like he walked to the cart <laughs> and then the talk, the cart took him to the facility. Right. Cause the, the first thing I heard was he got carted off. I was like, Oh geez. So, but that's great that he's going to be back, you know, especially, you know, after he signs that contract, I know that he's going to want to be out there. It'd be good to see Tremaine Edmonds out there just so we all can can see i mean you know he's one of the biggest free agent additions that they made and we all made a big uh, talked a lot about their investment in this line in 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 the off-ball linebackers tremaine tremaine edmonds being the first one or the biggest of of them so i i would like to see him but he's not a guy that i'm worried about if he doesn't get the reps because he's got plenty of high level experience like he's one of those veterans that if he was healthy all preseason and they didn't play him I would get it even though I know that linebackers usually do play but like I would get it you know so if he is even just like remotely not a hundred percent like I would get if they hold him back yeah the value obviously is for the guy that's going to be wearing the green dot and handling the signals for the defense you want to just kind of create some some communication smoothness as you get toward the regular season. The Bears will be without most likely Eddie Jackson and Jaquan Brisker mm-hmm. on Saturday. They will be without Demarcus Walker, whose injury situation is another one <laughs> worth scratching your head about. I know you've kind of taken note that Demarcus Walker and Nate Davis, both free agent <laughs> signings from Tennessee. Maybe uh, Mike Vrabel knew what he was doing when he said, yeah, you know, good luck. Good luck elsewhere uh, if these <laughs> two guys can't get on the practice field regularly. That's 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 just weird, right? Because, like two, and maybe it has nothing to do with each other. And and I we've kind of I've heard like various things about what these guys could be dealing with. So I, but it's just weird. Two former Titans not seeming to be on the practice field a lot, and that could just be coincidence. But that's something we noted during the show today on the on the score. It was these two former Titans. It's you know they don't like to practice. So well, yeah. Well, you know I'm I have. I think we're all confident they're fine for their for the for week one, right? But you know, we would like to see more of them. No I doubt. think the best news we have here is that that the calendar will flip to September next week, and and in September, um, you know, there's just less wiggle room when you're trying to interpret all these things. August can be a how much of a a deal do we make out of X, Y, or Z, and 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 mm-hmm. September is this is the real deal here, and and you better be on the field for practice, you better be on the field for games, you better be producing on games because there's nowhere to hide because the results are what define your entire season.